and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Amen, everybody. This is Brother Frank. Welcome you to another episode of the Remnant Call. And praise God, glad to be here with you. And uh, we've got an exciting show tonight because Brother Benjamin is back here with us on the Remnant Call. And if you didn't catch last week's episode uh, with Jamie Walden, uh, you got to check that out. This guy's had an amazing life. Uh, as we found out, he got kicked out of the mission field uh, for talking about Jesus too much. Uh, folks, what has this world come to? Um, if you don't think that's possible, try going into a church today and preaching about Jesus and watch what happens. Many people don't want to hear it, or they do want to hear it as long as it's comfortable. But if it's truth, if it's something that transforms the life, then you might not be welcome too long. So please check that out. Well, folks, I'm going to bring on Brother Benjamin tonight with us and get it started on the program. Brother Benjamin, are you here with us? Hey, good evening, Frank. Hey, God bless you. Thank you for coming on tonight. I just appreciate it. And uh, Benjamin, I want to start tonight with a word of prayer. And I've got a special prayer request. And um, I'm going to ask if you could include this in your prayer. My uh, sister-in-law, um, we found, is pregnant. And um, there's some. she's having some issues right now. And, and I'm just praying for uh, a safe journey for that little baby. Um, in that stomach, Lord, and uh, so Benjamin, if you could keep her in prayer, I would appreciate well, it. Why don't you Why don't you open with prayer tonight, and I'll stand in agreement with you, brother. All right, let's do that, Father. In the name above every name, the most powerful name, uh, the name that makes demons tremble, Lord, the name of Jesus. We ask that tonight's show, Lord, would be according to your will and your grace and mercy, and and Lord, right now, I pray for Laura in the name of Jesus that this baby would be safe, Lord that the hands of the Almighty would surround it. And, Lord, I know many in think that a child in the womb is no child at all. But, Lord, even before the, the parts were even formed, Lord, you knew us. You wrote it in a book uh, when you created us, Lord. And I pray this child will come out to your glory and honor. Uh, and thank you, Lord, that you care even when the world doesn't care about the babies. And so tonight, Lord, I pray that this program uh, would be according to your will, that Brother Benjamin would be blessed from words on high, Lord, that I would have a blessing to be a proper host. And, Lord, thank you so much that at the end of tonight's show that we will know that you have been in the midst. And, Lord, all the enemies of hell that come against this show, against Brother Benjamin and all those who listen, Lord, we rebuke them in the name of Jesus and ask tonight that your covering be upon us, Lord. We plead Amen. the blood of Jesus, which is able to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, Lord. And that blood is so powerful, Lord, we know it can, can transform the worst of sinners and Lord, so use us the the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. We pray tonight in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Well, God bless you, brother. Um, man, it's been a, it seems like it's been a few weeks. It seems like it's been even longer. That's because there was a little while gap in between uh, the show before the last one you were on. So welcome home and glad to have you on tonight. Yeah, thank you, Frank. Good to be back. And yeah, I was uh, I was traveling for about two weeks. Uh, I was on um, the Lost Coast, the Left Coast, the, you know, really the crazy land of California, which is oh, that's a whole other topic. But I'm uh, glad to be back in um, a place of relative peace and, and a relative place of sanity getting pretty bizarre out there, Frank. You got that right. The latest news, the homeless are, well, I don't even want to go into it, what they're doing in the grocery stores in San Francisco. I mean, the the left coast is is going off the edge of the abyss, and all social conventions are being destroyed. And 
and um, the citizens of the great socialist states of America are headed into a time of chaos and, and confusion. Now, of course, the confusion's already been the norm. You know, the grand illusions that the, that the enemy's been able to bring forth on the stage, you know, have mystified so many. But yeah, looking forward to talking about the course of confusion tonight, and, and it's good to be back on Rem Call. And uh, thank you for those who've tuned in. Appreciate your prayer support and, and appreciate you standing in the gap. You know, Frank, this is a serious time. I, I don't think most people understand just how serious this time is. You know? I would agree with you. And, you know, and one of the reasons why people don't understand um, is the enemy brought forth a large number of deceivers who've come under the spirit of deception, yet they've come in the name of Jesus. They've come, and they've, they've declared that the time is at hand. And then they call themselves watchmen or you know prophets or bishops or whatever label they take for themselves. You know, they came in their own name. They came to sell their their wares. They came to merchandise the people of God, and they came to make a name for themselves. But they didn't come at the direction of the Lord. And Jesus warned us about this. Matthew 24, verse 5, Many will come in my name, saying, I am anointed, and shall deceive many. And in Luke 21, verse 8, again the Lord said, Take heed that you not be deceived. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the anointed, and that the time draweth near, but do not go after them. And yet today, it's as if the church either didn't read the admonitions of, of the Savior, or they failed to remember the warnings of Scripture, or they just disregard the Word of God, because they follow you know, this multitude. They follow, you know, a, a multitude of, of voices. And, you know, as the warfare has intensified, and, you know, and some of us, you know, who are more like uh, in the forefront of the battle, we've been personally engaged in, you know, much heightened level of warfare. You know, no longer theoretical warfare. You know, it's gotten down to blood. It's gotten down to violent conflict and the spirit spilling over into the natural. And uh, the war is on. I mean, the dragon knows his time is short. We really are knocking on the door. But, you know, for the many that are, yeah, you know, I, I almost think for the vast majority of people that listen to these, like, you know, these watchmen, these, these voices, these men who came in Jesus' name, these men who came declaring that the time is at hand, the people that are listening to them, it's almost as if maybe they think this is an entertainment, you know, exercise. You know, maybe it's like a reality, you know, Christian reality radio. I, I'm not sure what the deal is, but they clearly cannot believe the day of the Lord is about to begin or they wouldn't be seriously following the the people that are merchandising the truth and are really, you know, have nothing in terms of the anointed word of God for the people. And I call it a chorus of confusion. You know, and, it, and it's easy to get caught up because there's so many voices. There are so many people that have lifted up and everybody's got an opinion everybody's got their input and you know so many voices and you know how do you know who to listen to in this day you know i think back to when i was on a tour for my book the day of the lord is hand and in one of the cities i went out afterwards a group of the people wanted to go out and have coffee with me and among that group was a Christian sister 
And, you know, she was pretty straightforward. And she said to me, you know, Brother Benjamin, I've been listening to so many voices, so many different teachers, and I've got Kenneth Copeland on on cassette, and I've got, you know, and just naming off all of the big-name national you know, TV preachers, radio preachers of that era, and this was late 90s. And, and she said, and I've been listening to these men for years, and all I am is confused. You know, and actually she had great wisdom to realize she'd been listening to all these different voices, and now all she had was confusion. And I looked at her and I said, Jesus is the Word of God, right? And she said, yeah, yeah, that's right. Jesus is the Word of God. And then I picked up my Bible and I said, and this is the Bible. This is also the Word of God, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Bible is the Word of God. I said, so this is the Jesus book. I said, you can throw away all your CDs. You can throw away all your cassettes. Those men that you cited, they're, you know, they're, they didn't come to bring you the Rima Word. They came to bring another gospel. Throw it all away and focus on the Jesus book. And she, you know, suddenly with joy, she said, I'm going to do it. You know, and today, you know, it's easy to be caught up in listening to the news. It's easy to be caught up in, and I mean, the news is crazy. I mean, it's like a crazy hour out there. The news is really almost unbelievable at times. But there's no life, there's no fruit to focusing so much time and so much energy on the news coming out of Babylon or the news coming out of the political circus of our nation or the news coming out of the camp of the many who've come in their own name pretending to be messengers of the Lord, but in fact were never sent by God. There's no there's no benefit to following them. And you know, in in this hour, if we want to come out of the confusion, we've got to turn off all the many voices that are really you know, a lot of these voices are really preaching a message of fear. You know, fear of what's coming upon the earth and you know, and for that reason the Lord warned us, you know, take heed that you not be deceived. For many will come in my name at the time of the end and will deceive many. And these are the many false prophets that Jesus warned us about. You know, the scripture tells us in Second Titus uh, chapter three, verse thirteen, evil men and seducers. And on these and the word for seducers really is men that are speaking evil enchantments. These are actual, these men are, their words are actually words of witchcraft. They will wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. That's the astonishing part is these men that have come with a message of deception, they themselves are deceived. And we were warned throughout Scripture to not, place our trust in the arm of the flesh, to place no confidence in a guide, to trust not in our friends, and to look to the Lord, and yet, for whatever reason, it's the last thing we want to do. You know, everybody's looking for a word from another man, and in this hour, that is getting us nowhere but in trouble. Isaiah 30, Woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord, who look for counsel, but not of me, and who seek to cover with a covering, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. And they walk down to Egypt. They look to the world. They look to the arm of the flesh. They look to other men, and they have not asked at the mouth of the Lord. And therefore, the strength of Pharaoh, the strength of the flesh, will bring them nothing but shame. And trusting in the power of the world, trusting in other men, will become their confusion. And that word is kalimah, and it means a disgrace, a reproach, to be shamed. The scripture warns us that there would be a time of confusion, that there will even be lines of confusion 
that would be stretched out upon the land. Isaiah 34, the Lord would stretch out upon the land that is cursed, lines of confusion and stones of emptiness. And they shall call the nobles of the kingdom, but there shall be none that respond. And the princes shall become as nothing. You know, that's like perfect picture for this hour. Stones of emptiness. You can watch it on the evening news. All the legal arguments and, you know, the debate between all these camps making lines of confusion. The distinction between the right and the left is a line of confusion today. Which side are they really on? Daniel himself, in, in um, Daniel chapter 9, when he was repenting for his sin and for the sin of the nation, he said, O oh Lord, righteousness belongs unto you, but unto us confusion of faces as it is this day. And, you know, brothers and sisters, that is a picture of this hour. Righteousness belongs to the Lord, but unto us confusion of faces has come because of the trespass of this nation and the trespass of the people. Confusion. The time of perplexity has come. You know, and, and people are constantly looking for another man to guide them. Frank, you, you and I have been getting badgered recently by a group that wants us to lead them. And, you know, I'm, we're not in the leading business. We are here to warn people, but really to testify of what the Scriptures declare. You know, Benjamin, Lord, I've, been, I've been friends yeah, with you for 20 years now. Um, I met you in back on you were on your original book tour with a friend of mine. We talked about the other day, dear man's eight men in his mid eighties. It met you uh, on a mission trip, and I have never heard anything from you or on this show that has ever said to anybody should be leading outside of the Lord. And so, I, Benjamin, my confusion is, for my part, is I don't know why anybody would you know want a man or a woman to lead them in this hour. The leading must come from the Lord. I mean, there's nothing wrong, folks, with having pastors and things. that It is biblical. When they're a biblical pastor, but any good pastor, elder, or whoever, would be actually pointing you to the Lord, to the one that they were following. And so, Benjamin, you've in all the time I've ever known you, I've always heard you say, you've got to hear from the Lord. Folks, don't ever forget that. Amen. And you know, Frank, recently I've been contacted by um, a group of believers where a certain family that's you know had a very fruitful ministry for many years, the wife suddenly can no longer hear from God, and she's in a panic. And and you know, and this is terrorizing this family, and she feels like she's lost her salvation. And I mean, you know, it's a life-and-death issue with this woman. And, you know, Daniel was in a season where he couldn't hear from God because the heavens were brass. And the Prince of Persia was, was hindering the angel Michael, or, or Gabriel, from bringing the answer from the throne of heaven. And so, you know, Daniel fasted. He, he entered into the Daniel fast of... of vegetables and fruit and nuts, no meat, no bread, no pleasant food. For three weeks he stayed eating just a minimum diet of basically a vegan diet, low-calorie intake, in a time of fasting and prayer. And he waited on the Lord for three weeks until the answer came. We're in a time of defilement that we've never experienced. The ground is defiled. The atmosphere is defiled. The churches are being defiled. The Satanists have come among us in mass. The Satanic church is growing. No one knows the current number, but it's dramatically larger than it was 10 or 20 years ago. And every one of them is required to join a Christian church. 
and they want to be on the prayer team, or they want to be a counselor, or they want to prophesy to you. And the churches, the, the leadership in the churches are oblivious. You know, there's like zero discernment being exercise and so you know the warfare against us is profound but if you can't hear from the lord then you walk out your your life in the faith that god said i'm not going to forsake you the lord doesn't lie we can trust his promises i know what it's like to not hear from the lord for extended periods of time and for me having heard him audibly you know it got particularly scary for me at times but I came to the realization that the teacher is silent during the time of testing. You guys remember when we were all in school? When it was time to take a test, the teacher was quiet. The same's happening in our lives. You know, if you're having trouble hearing God's voice today, that's the norm, brothers and sisters and not a reason to be filled with fear, then you walk your faith out based on your understanding of the Word of God, your understanding of what God's called you to do, and your own judgment of what is right and just. And, you know, what did the Lord say? You know, the Lord has shown you what He requires to walk humbly, to love mercy, and to do justice in all of your affairs. You know, Job wasn't hearing from the Lord when he was going through his fire. The heavens do grow silent. And it may not be an issue with us. I've tried to stress that so many times. Just because the warfare is going on around you. I mean, the warfare is, you know, really stepped up a notch. <laughs> That's an understatement. The warfare is at an unprecedented level. You wouldn't believe the violence going on in the lives of some. Your theology would not permit you to even understand how incredibly out of control the warfare is at this hour. And so what do we do? We fast and pray. We continue to walk. We repent. We humble ourselves. We try to take every area of our heart before the Lord we release all offenses, we forgive as best we can, and we pray through all of it, and we get up again tomorrow, and we do better tomorrow than we did today. And we never quit. There's nowhere else to go. But we need to stop looking to other men. We need to stop thinking that we're going to hear you know, the magic word for us from one of these other voices. You know, I came under intense attack about three months ago. So intense, it was designed to physically kill me, and it almost did. But because the Lord gathered a group of intercessors around me, I'm not dead. And um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So bless you, Jesus. You know, and we are all given the trials and the, and the fires of purging that we needed to be ready for the hour that is coming upon all of us very, very soon. But, you know, in this warfare, which was so unbelievable, and maybe someday I'll write a book about it, or maybe I'll teach in detail what happened. I certainly want to do a message on, on how to wage spiritual warfare in response to satanic attacks, because, Frank, one of the things I've found is most Christians don't know what to do. They don't even have a clue. I mean, I even talked to friends of mine that are elders in major churches, and you know, and I told them, "Hey, you know, severe attack, please pray." Well, I wouldn't know what to pray. I don't even know what to say. I'm like, excuse me, you're a elder. <laughs> you don't even know how to pray in the circumstances of spiritual warfare. Are you serious? The, the answer is no. They don't. They've never been trained. So, at some point, Frank, in the near future, we should do a program on spiritual warfare, but, you know, understand that we're in the battle, and, you know, having done all that we can do, we need to stand. But one of the things the Lord impressed upon me was that this is the time, come, my people, enter into your chambers and shut the doors around you. 
and hide yourself, as it were, for a brief moment. This is Isaiah 26, uh, in verses 17 to 21. And this is the end of the age, as the time is fulfilled, and as the birth of the man-child is drawing near, which is the very hour that we are in, we're walking into this, you guys. I I don't know, maybe you don't realize that. Well, you'll find out soon enough. We're walking right into this. You know, the day of the Lord is literally going to come. All of the years of warning are ending, and we're going to witness the judgment. And as a precursor to the birth of the man-child in Isaiah 26, starting in verse 17, the Scripture declares, like a woman with child who draws near the time of her delivery, who is in pain and is crying out in her pain, so we are in thy sight, O Lord. We have been with child We've been in pain. As it were, we brought forth the wind. That means nothingness. That's a picture of the church today. We have not wrought any deliverance in the earth because they don't even know how to pray. They don't know how to deliver anything. Laodicean Christianity is powerless on the battlefield. And neither have the inhabitants of the world fallen. You know, we're in a spiritual contest where one side is going to fall because this battle isn't going to stop, and it's for all the marbles. But the enemies haven't fallen. Our dead men shall live. Well, that's good news. Together with my dead body shall they arise. Awake and sing, you that dwell in the dust, for the dew is as the dew of the herbs, and the earth will cast out its dead. Come, my, you know, we're at the very end. Come, my people, enter into your chambers and close the doors around you. And that literally means turn off the voices, turn off the television, turn off the news, turn off all the YouTubes, and enter into your prayer closet and get into the Word and get into times of worship and get into times of prayer and if you've got close friends of, of the same accord, get into solemn assemblies and confess your sins one to another. Fast and pray together for each other and learn spiritual authority and take the authority over all the power of the devil, which we were given. Jesus said, I'm giving you authority over all the powers of darkness. They have power that is no joke, but we have authority over all, because it was given us by the King of Kings, the Lord Jesus himself. We need to learn how to use that authority. For lack of knowledge, people are dying. We need to learn how to stand. But we're you know, wasting our time listening to voices that are speaking words without knowledge, that are, you know, causing us to think that the survival of the remnant is going to be based on how much gold you've got in the flesh or how much survival gear you've got. Listen, your gold cannot deliver you in the day of the Lord. Neither will your survival food or your night vision goggles or your weapons or whatever. And I'm not saying don't prepare, but I'm saying understand that deliverance is of the Lord. It's not of that junk. And, you know, the... The watchman that would point you in the direction of the flesh, you should just turn them off now. And you should get literally take the commandment of the Lord in Isaiah 26 seriously. Pray and ask the Lord to confirm if this is his word for you. It's time to turn off the chorus of confusion. Turn off all the voices and enter into your prayer closet. Close the door around you. Enter into your solemn assemblies with a small group of of devout friends that want to fast and pray together and hide yourself, as it were, until the indignation be overpassed. And, you know, I get a lot of emails through my website, and people are constantly sending me YouTubes. Benjamin, would you listen to this one-hour YouTube and tell me what you think? And the answer is no. No, I do not want to listen to a thousand hours of confusion. I don't trust pink-haired prophets that claim they got translated to heaven every afternoon. I can tell you for sure that crazy lady is fake. 
Matter of fact, anybody that comes and tells me that they bear the title of prophet, I'm probably simply going to walk away. You know, this is a time where we need to get our lives sorted out with the Lord. And so, you know, that's where I'm at. I'm not looking to listen to YouTubes. I mean, they may be perfectly great. I'm sure there's some great messages out there. But, you know, you got to listen to a lot of garbage to find the grain of wheat, the grain of wheat amidst all of the chaff. And I, frankly, the Lord made it very clear to me, turn off the voices. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm in my prayer closet. I'm in the Word. I'm in praise. I'm in worship, and I'm in fasting and prayer, and I'm seeking the face of my God. Because the Lord is about to come forth out of his place. to impu- He's going to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. And the earth will no more cover their slain. So, you know, the hour is here, Amen. in my estimation, to turn off to turn off the many voices. Be- you know, and just think back. If you've been listening to so-and-so, you know, whatever... Are you really receiving a Rima word from heaven, or are they preaching fear to you? If it's just the Hellenist knowledge of good and evil, is it blessing you? If it is, keep listening. But all that nonsense was just a, you know, it was it was a cacophony of of chaos for me. My mind started settling out as I as I turned off all the noise and got quiet. Spent the time more time in the Word, things are getting a lot clearer now. You know, and don't be offended. If you send me a YouTube, I'm, you know, I give you about 99%. I'm not going to watch it. Because I simply don't care to hear from other men. And they may be perfectly great. Well, that's wonderful. And, you know, one of these watchmen, he said to me, you know, somebody I know, he's like, well, you're a voice. Well, I'd turn myself off, too, if I could. <laughs> you know, and if you're, if you're hearing a ream of word from my messages, then, and it's blessing you, listen. And if not, turn it off. I'm not offended. I didn't come here to promote myself. I came because I was told to come. And if my time of teaching is finished, that's fine with me. I just came to honor the Lord. But, you know, i got to tell you, most people are not ready. They don't even have a clue. And, you know, what's going to be done, what's coming to pass, they can't even conceive of it. And, um, you know, Frank, I, if, if you don't mind, I'd like to share a little bit uh, from a book that I recently came Absolutely. across. Absolutely. No, and that, that's it's, it's sort of related, in a sense, and the title of the book, and I want to give credit, you guys might want to get this book, um, not for the faint of heart, because it's the truth, but it, the title is China, the Grand Illusion that Deceived the World. And the author's name is H. Richard Austin, and I've only gotten through the very first part of it, but it's, it's, it's amazing, uh, you know, what's really happening inside of China. And uh, I'll just read a couple excerpts from this, and I think it's, it's an example of how close we are to the beast system. Because, you know, this is a look inside communist China, inside socialist China. And our political leaders, certainly the ones on the left, they want to bring, push us in this direction quickly. So let me quote Richard H. Richard Austin. In only a generation, China has acquired the world's second largest economy, along with an enormous military that continues to grow in size and sophistication. Because of the high-tech weaponry involved, the spectacles of World War I and II will pale in comparison to World War III. And so the world is now moving inexorably towards a catastrophic third world war initiated by a dangerous enemy that for decades America has naively financed and abetted. 
In recent years, a significant portion of the industrial base that enabled democracy to triumph during World War II was transferred to China in the name of much-heralded globalization. We actually made them stronger. Has a distracted West already lost this contest? Will self-absorbed America, weakened by petty internal conflict and name-calling, soon cross a fatal Rubicon and disappear into the mist of time, never to be heard from again? Thus would end humanity's brief experiment with freedom that will have lasted only a few centuries out of the 3,000-year span of recorded history, a noble but fleeting experiment that effectively doomed itself. The debilitating ongoing attacks on America and the belief in its unique identity should not be underestimated. In essence, what is currently at stake for the global community is everything. Now, this is an interesting insight into their surveillance system inside communist China. Until recently, no one imagined that something so insidious actually existed. Located in the mountains of central China, a vast assemblage of computers, a super brain that covers acres of massive chambers carved out of bedrock. These are not ordinary computers, but the type of supercomputer that process so much data they can analyze the complexity of a nuclear explosion or the weather of the entire planet. At all times, this huge chamber is eerily quiet except for a low-pitched hum emanated by so many electrical pulsing lights. This system is the marvel of artificial intelligence, and it is endowed with the ability to monitor and control much of the society that created it. It soon will include the decision-making of whether the people living in that society will live or die, and in particular, whether they will die in the most terrible of ways. On an ongoing basis, the supercomputers of communist China, which are really an example of the mind of the beast, and the many facilities around the country that are connected are watching in real time one and a half billion human beings. You know, similar information is being collected all over the West as well. This detailed information that is being acquired on every person in China is carefully organized and stored. It includes information on the personal and family connections, employment, income, spending habits, mode of dress, facial and physical features, the sound of their voice, and even how they occupy most of their time. This data is being kept and stored and will remain in these computers forever. In essence, the Chinese people are captive to a technology of a dictatorial regime that will assert ever-increasing control over everyone in the country. There is literally no place or activity in China that is outside the eyes of the supercomputers. A captive nation headed towards absolute slavery. Tracking devices are installed in all radios, windshields of cars, license plates of trucks, buses, trains, and private vehicles. Hotel rooms are monitored with cameras. And in China, phone users constantly take pictures of themselves selfies, exchanging them with friends who provide their own images. These pictures are taken at social and business gatherings and provide a record of those in attendance and how they conduct themselves. All of these pictures are uploaded to the slave book, I mean Facebook, and all this information is being collected by the governments around the world. The average citizen is providing on a voluntary basis information of their current appearance, because human faces change constantly over time, as well as all of the people linked to them socially, believing they're enjoying a social media network. But for the tyrannical regimes that are using this information, this information has a very serious purpose. And it's just astonishing how this this machine has created 
this incredible intelligence network. But what it's doing in the background to those that it designates as undesirable is unthinkable. Bleak, disguised places dedicated to the detention and death of Chinese citizens are everywhere. Most people ignore them, while others try to convince themselves they don't exist. No locale is free of them because they are an indispensable component of China's New Age socialist society. Otherwise, it wouldn't survive for long. In northeast China, there's an ominous-looking concrete building that covers several acres. It's surrounded by a high wall with heavy metal gates, so it's not possible to look inside and observe what is happening within. For years, buses filled with people are seen entering the complex daily, but no one ever leaves. After dark, the building's chimneys emit a nauseating odor that some of the local population describe as pigs being roasted. The building is named the National Traditional Chinese Medicine Thrombus Treatment Center. But it's not a hospital. Instead, it is a functioning processing facility where large numbers of ordinary Chinese citizens are systematically exterminated and for the purpose of harvesting their valuable internal organs. A vast penal system operated unobtrusively so the average person in China can avoid thinking about this unpleasant subject. There's limited information about these facilities, especially that it was specifically designed as an assembly line of death. The massive basements excavated deep into the ground hold thousands of people in a single room at a time. In minutes, the high-temperature crematorium can reduce a human corpse to a pile of dust. Because human organs sustain life, no treasure on earth is more valuable. But there's only one source, young and healthy human beings who are considered expendable. Organ harvesting in China has become a profitable industry on a national scale. Night and day, the unworldly sounds of the extermination process echo through the long, narrow corridors. Eventually, the dreaded moment arrives for each of the detained victims. They're strapped forcibly to a metal gurney and removed to one of the many extraction rooms where surgeons work nonstop in high-tech shifts, at all times efficiency being the most important emphasis. Afterwards, what remained of the once thoughtful human being ends up in a furnace room where their remains are quickly incinerated. According to some eyewitness accounts, some survived the surgery and are still conscious when they arrive at the door of the ovens. It's estimated that over one and a half million people are processed in this one facility a year. It's estimated the program generates at least $1 billion of hard currency, which is used for the modernization of the People's Liberation Army. In spite of all the information about these harvesting facilities, many in the West choose to remain skeptical. You know, Frank, you mentioned your family member that was pregnant and how our parts are wonderfully made by the Lord. And here in China, they have this mechanized industry of literally butchering alive people that are considered a threat to the social order of the communist socialist state. Yet at the same time in the West, the parts of the babies that are being exterminated are also sold in a similar holocaust. And what should we do with this information? This is happening right now. This is a non-stop mechanized process, like a food processing facility, like the feedlots. The animal Auschwitz of America is an organ harvesting Auschwitz of China. An abortion factory, an abortion industry that is a baby parts harvesting industry of America. And what should the church be doing in this time? 
before the Holy One has said enough. He can stand no more. And I, I think about this, and what, what are we going to do? I mean, maybe you want to just turn the program off. Yeah, I should have warned you to turn the program off if you had children listening. My apologies. Please forgive me. Maybe they needed to hear this. What are we going to do with this information? Go back to listening to the watchmen that want to sell us their trinkets? Go back to the chorus of confusion? I mean, what are we supposed to do? This is coming down. They're already attempting assassination attempts on the key leaders of the remnant. This is real, and it's happening now. What are we supposed to do? Well, buying more gold isn't going to change a thing. Unless it's the gold that you can get from Jesus without price. I think we need to fast and pray. I was talking to my prayer partner, Brother Gordon. God bless Gordon. The Lord sent me a faithful prayer partner, and we have been we've been praying daily. <laughs> One day we prayed for ten hours. No, not nonstop. We took several breaks, but but I added it up. But we've been we've been praying. We've been at war in the spirit, and it's literally been warfare. But Brother Gordon mentioned to me that the Lord's told him years ago to fast and pray every week that he would be able to continue to walk in the fullness of the anointing. And, and you know, he didn't, and I don't mean to speak out of school for Brother Gordon, but, but he didn't do it. He disregarded the commandment of the Lord, thinking, well, I attend a charismatic church, you know, I go to services, you know, I'm not sure. You know, kind of thought about it and thought, well, yeah, I'll do that. And then kind of, you know, the way we all are, we just sort of forget about it. What are we going to do? This thing's coming upon you. It breaks my heart to think of, and a lot of these people in China are, are the believers. And what's happening in North Korea is worse. And what's happening in the underground detention facilities in the satanic-controlled governments of the West is worse. And what are we going to do? Argue with each other? Get mad at each other? You know, Frank, I was thinking about the, the image of the four horsemen, and I, I'll finish with this. I'll leave this with the audience. I was thinking about the four horsemen, and... You know, I had talked, I've taught previously that the red horse was manifesting, manifesting sorry, on a social level, on an interpersonal level, causing conflict. And y'all know what I'm talking about. People are so easily angered, so easily offended. I mean, it's just, it doesn't take anything, and they're raging on you. And I'm talking about Christians, not just the world, but. I began to realize, you know, those four horsemen, they manifest on a, on a personal level. That white horse, that rider on a white horse, that's the spirit of pride. And, you, you know, it wears white because you know you're right. And it's got a crown cause you, because you know you're right, you know it should be your way. You've got to convince everybody. Of, and, and you've got a bow to conquer if necessary. And that rider on the white horse, that's the spirit of pride. When we get lifted up in our pride, we just know we're right. And if anybody disagrees or anybody gets in our way or anybody challenges us, in the, even in the slightest way, those faces can turn red. Soon the whole horse is red. And now you've got conflict. Now you've got fire. Contention cometh only by pride, says the Proverbs. So that red horse is that white horse defied. Boom, now there's going to be a conflict. And when that fire of conflict burns out, all that's left is the black ashes of what's been destroyed. Friendships end. Relationships end. Churches split. Families are divided. 
And then finally the last horse comes forward and, and the spirit behind it all is revealed. And it's hell. And Satan and all of his forces coming with him. You know, and that's where we're at today. Pride has budded. And what, what is the fruit of pride? What does it mean that pride buds? You know, well, it's, it's a flower, but there's also a fruit. And the fruit of pride is contention, conflict, anger, resentment. And so pride is budding today. Conflict is filling the land. And it's amazing how fast people are to just be enraged with one another. Over the least thing. Over nothing. Frank, are you seeing that? I mean, are people on edge like never before? Yeah, I mean, I, I went through the other year and uh, the pastor um, pride manifesting in full-blown narcissism like I had never seen before. And uh, Benjamin, it was actually shocking to me. And this type of person began to throw spiritual the Lord this, and the Lord's going to punish you, and you know, it just wouldn't stop. And finally, I said, you know, Pastor, I said, the Bible says, by their fruits ye shall know them. I said, now I have seen your fruits, and I recorded it. I never heard from them after that. Wow. But it just, it was, it, it was, this person had, everybody loved him, thought he was great, but at the moment, he didn't get his way on a certain thing. What manifested was pure evil. I'd never yeah. seen anything like it. Yeah, and, you know, that, every... pride, that pride is a sin. Actually, pr the spirit of pride is an abomination. If you go and list the things that are an abomination to in the eyes of the Lord, he he puts them right there. In the it's in the Proverbs, you know, six things, seven things are an abomination to God. Number one on the list, Frank, pride, because it does so much damage. And the the antidote to all of this is the the promise in Second Chronicles seven: If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves. And and how do you humble yourself in the scripture? Well, one of the ways of humbling ourselves is to fast and pray. Another way is to turn the other cheek when you're offended. What really gets me, Frank, is the people that get offended off an email. You know, you could be like perfectly, you know, meek and just, you know, saying the most kind and thoughtful thing and the other person hears it in the spirit of rejection. And, oh, man, all that repressed rage and grief and anger, boy, they got that bucket ready. They just dump it on your head. I mean, and I literally have experienced it. Satan has turned every Christian against another in this hour and will continue to do so. And the Lord warned us many will become offended. The only way for them to become offended is they've already got the offense inside them. They're carrying the offense. They're bearing the offense. And then they will soon be sharing the offense. If they've already released the offense, the scripture says, they that love thy word, nothing will offend them. But today people are walking under some heavy yokes of unforgiveness. You know, you guys, we don't need more information on what's going to happen. Okay. You should have, if you've been listening for a while, you should kind of know what's coming. It's not good. It's going to go from political chaos to to social chaos to financial meltdown to, to rioting in the cities to civil war in parts of the country to World War III to the satanic kingdom coming to power, and what's happening in China right now will go global. And our pride and our Hellenist doctrines and all the other garbage of the flesh isn't going to, it's not going to save any of us. It's when we humble ourselves, confess our sins one to another, 
Forgive those that have sinned against you. Don't carry the offense. Release it so you could be set free. You know, that seems to be the hardest thing today because, you know, so many have been so wounded and, you know, hurt people hurt other people. Oh, my goodness. You know, you, you say the least little thing and, wow, they're ready to unload on you. We need to come out from among them. We need to enter our our chambers. We need to close the doors. Turn off the chorus of confusion. Gather in your solemn assemblies. Fast and pray. Humble yourself. Call on the name of the Lord. Pray through these issues. And if you can't hear from him, don't freak out. Everyone is struggling right now to hear the Lord. Everyone is in that place. What you're going through is being is common to all of us. Just hold on to your faith. He said, I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. And, you know, if you've received the Holy Spirit, you've received the earnest of your salvation, God put the down payment into escrow. He is going to close the deal. You are his purchased possession. You're going to the kingdom. Don't let Satan rob your joy. Don't let him put fear on you. But don't think for a minute any of us can continue to play with our sin either. Because it's going to find you out and it's going to burn you bad. If you don't believe me, well, you can find out for yourself. And then, you know, every one of us will be like, okay, we get it, Lord. Forgive us. We repent totally. Show us mercy, Holy One. Little children, this is the last time. First John chapter 2, verse 18. And as you have been told, the Antichrist will come. Even now there are many Antichrists among us. Therefore we know this is the last time. And the many Antichrists are manifesting with the spirit of Antichrist. And they've come among the church. They've come as prophets. They've come as alleging to be Christians. They've come as deceivers, waxing worse and worse. They've come in the name of Jesus, but they were never sent by the Lord. And they've also come as watchmen. But they are not of God. You need to turn them off. And you need to get along with the Lord. Because the time is short. We've got to get these, these issues of unforgiveness and repentance settled. And if you're not fasting and praying on some regular basis, you are fooling yourself. And not only are you, are you putting your own life at risk, your, your family, your wife, your children, your husband, their lives are at risk as well. Because it is only through fasting and prayer we're going to break any of this junk down because these strongholds only are broken through fasting and prayer. And so God bless you all. Thank you all for tuning in. And for those of you that have been keeping me in your prayers, may the Lord richly reward you and protect you and yours as we make Amen. our way through the very last of the last days. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Folks, listen. Uh, like Brother Benjamin was saying, uh, it, there's nothing wrong with preparing, but the problem is if we don't prepare in the Spirit, we have missed the entire boat. And I've got a little financial tip for everyone. If you're worried about precious metals, don't worry. During the time of the Great Tribulation, you'll be able to pick it up off the streets because that's where everybody's going to be throwing it at. So no worries about being fully diversified in precious metals. It'll be on the street for you to have in abundance. <laughs> Folks, there is a lot of monetizing of the gospel out there. But the truth is, the gospel that comes from heaven cannot be bought with a price. It was paid for by the blood of Jesus. And Benjamin, thank you for sharing tonight. Thank you for blessing us, um, revealing just a, night, a, a really a true message from the heart. And folks, this is the hour, this is the time. If you're going to wait till tomorrow... It could be too late. Everybody wants to put off till tomorrow. Folks, start tonight. Start to tomorrow. Whenever you listen to this program, start right now. If you've messed up in the Amen. past, if you're not hearing from the Lord, 
that, that like Job, like it's so many times in the Bible, there were prophets that people, men, women from God. David Wilkerson has some powerful messages uh, in his test. You don't always hear from God. That's why we have to walk in faith, always keeping his word above our emotions. His word is always true. Folks, don't ever forget his word outweighs your emotional feelings every single time. God bless you. This is Brother Frank and Brother Benjamin on the Remnant Call saying good night and shalom. Trumpet in Zion, for the day of the Lord is come. Lord, trumpet in Zion.